What's up, everybody? Okay, so UFC 285 just happened. Um, crazy card. Surprising happenings. Uh, disappointing happenings. Uh, James and I are going to talk about it. So don't change that channel. Check it out. Keep playing. Watch to the end. とあるいな町で生まれて移り住んだ新宿で育ちこの町で大きたこれまでの俺たちの What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. Ensign, we're back. We're back on video call. We're talking UFC 285 today. Yeah. Fun event. I enjoyed it very much. I've only seen the main card, though. I still need to check out some of the prelim fights because I heard they were pretty good as well. But uh, overall, big takeaway from the event. Anything in particular that sort of struck you the most? Um. The main event was a little disappointing. I, I kind of wanted to see a little more. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, fuck, just the, the cool main event just blew me away. But the Grazo and uh, Valentino. Yeah. 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 You know, the, the fight for me that was really the one I thought delivered the most, which was the one actually the one I was most looking forward to, was Rachmanov versus Jeff Neal. Um, ah, that was a crazy fight. I, I love that fight just because I've been talking about Rachmanov for quite a while now since he joined the UFC and that crazy, you know, that finish record. You just don't see that, right? 17 and 0, all finishes. And he's um, so tough, man. Like he got because he got hit hard, yeah. And then when he lost his mouthpiece as well, yeah. like in the beginning, I was like, oh, old school. <laughs> this is that's as tough as they come nowadays. Yeah, but yeah, we'll uh, let's get into some of the fights anyway. Let's, let's start with the main event. So, John Jones versus Cyril Gaon. Any thoughts heading into the fight first? Well, yeah, um, you know, there was all this suspect of uh, both of them being injured, and it was kind of like, oh shit. And then before Jones gets in the ring, his toes are all taped up. It's like, oh fuck, he's hurt. So, you know, it was like. I mean, you didn't. I didn't really know what kind of fight it was going to be. If John Jones decided to, I, I felt that if John Jones decided to take him down, I mean, Francis Nugano, which isn't a grappler, controlled Cyril Gan on the on the ground. So I thought John's really good on the ground, good takedowns. And if he decides to take him down, it's probably going to be a fast fight. And I thought, but he might have this little ego thing and want to strike with Gan. And I was like, that would be interesting. So, you know, I, I guess as a, as a fan, I was hoping that there'd be more striking, more exchanges to see how it would, uh, how Jones would do in the heavyweight. But, I mean, he did the right thing. Uh, that's what I would have uh, probably told my fighter to do. Exchange a little bit of striking, wait for that right time for the takedown, and do your thing on the ground. So, you know, it was, it was what I thought was going to happen, but back in the back of my head i was hoping that there was going to be a little ego interfering with strategy and i thought i was hoping we'd get like a exciting uh little throw down there 
Yeah, it's funny, right? It's, and when you said about the injuries and that, because I kept thinking like, oh, this fight's not going to happen. This fight, because it would have been three years since we last saw John Jones. And then there's always something that happens like outside the octagon before. And I was like, oh, it's definitely not going to happen. And, something, and then we were like, getting the weigh-ins. I'm like, okay, cool. Looks like we're good. And then he's walking to the cage. And then there's that thing about the toe. And I was like, no way. Don't tell me they're going to stop him from even like getting in the cage or something like that. And then... The bell goes, obviously, and in the first like strike that Garn throws is a low blow, and I was like, "Yeah, here we go, here we go." But- and and the thing that you got, you can't hold your breath on. Remember, it's John Jones, so I'm. There's even a chance of this test drug test fail. <laughs> True, vacant title. You know, he's suspended. You know, so. I will say uh, yeah, his, uh, hopefully his, the look of his physique didn't look too, uh, his, his physique looked USADA safe. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Did, I, I, I personally safe. thought he looked a little slow. Mm. But, you know, when you're fighting in the heavyweight, speed isn't usually the biggest problem. Right. So maybe, maybe he compensated a little bit of uh, power for speed, which I think was a smart choice. And man, it was damn. He made it look so easy. And then you have, of course, I know if A beats B and B beats C doesn't mean A is going to beat C. But still, I mean, for you know Nungano to just barely pull out the win by straight changing strategy on Gon, yeah, and Don just pretty much not taking a single shot, not breaking a drop of sweat. You know, it's. Almost like we won't really miss Nungano in the UFC. I mean, I was I was hoping that he'd come back. You know, I mean, of course, Dana made the statement that he's done with the UFC. He's never coming back. But he also did say that there's no women in the UFC and Ronda Rousey came. He also did say that Josh Burnett would never fight in the UFC and Josh Burnett did. Yeah. So, you know, that's what Dana's feeling right now. So I was always, I was thinking that, oh, yeah, if, uh, God gave um, Jones a rub. Then it'd be like a real intriguing thing to think. Okay, wait, Francis beat God, and he has that punching part that could knock Jones out. So it's like, okay, I, I want to see that. But now it's like, I don't even know if I want to see a uh, Nungano Jones. Really? Yeah, I mean, I I think that the fact that he left the UFC, the fact that Dana's saying that. I guess a part of that part of me is also giving up on that. See, and, I think I'm more intrigued in it now. That's weird. We got different different view because before I was kind of like, I think Jones will just take him down. He'll lose, like kind of what he did to Cyril Gunn. But then when I saw Jones's stand up, it was like, it, admittedly, there wasn't much to go by. But he did definitely looked a lot slower. You could tell yeah. like this was a different John Jones. So that kind of made me more interested to see the Ngannou fight because I feel like, you know, he's got that crazy knockout power. I, but I, The only thing is, I still think the biggest problem is going to be is he's got a, he's got good wrestling. He will take Ngannou down and I don't think Ngannou will have any answers on the ground. Yeah, could be. I still, I, I'd still like to know the answer though. <laughs> I guess, I guess I don't want to set myself for another letdown thinking, oh, now Ngannou has that power. What if he hits John and then both takes down, mm. controls him on the ground, finishes him like, ah. Oh. It was such a letdown in this fight. Like, 
when he got the top and the guillotine is okay, he doesn't have the right angle for the guillotine. And, you know, it's like, oh. Then Gan tries to stand up, exposes his neck, and John sets it in. And now Gan's back is against the fence. So he got no play room. And then he tapped. They're like I was like, oh my God. Couldn't couldn't anything but that have happened. Yeah. So fast. Well, what do you think on while we're talking on Garnet, what do you think about how he was basically like erased from all the hype? Unless it was the media bringing Nganu up. It was kind of UFC had, didn't put him in like any of the pre-fight footage. It wasn't mentioned. It was kind of like Cyril Gone lost his title unification fight. I didn't even say his name. <laughs> oh, I, I, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It, when you're dead to the UFC, you're dead to the UFC. <laughs> Well, you know what was real weird when you now you bring that up that there's like is there some some type of politics going on and who you can talk about and what you can say? I really thought I don't know if I'm the only one, but I even tweeted on Twitter. I couldn't believe that uh the picket uh Yeah right when Pickett got knee, kneed in the nuts, it was obviously I don't know if he, he was acting or not, it, it was obviously a big reaction from him. Yeah, and if the ref saw thought it didn't hit the the groin, then fine. But the commentators didn't say a single word about it, and even on the replay, which I thought was yeah. so strange, they all—I mean, I think they all purposely ignored it. There's wow. no way Cormier, Joe Rogan, Anik, who else was there? Megan Olivia had four people commentating. And how can not even one of them mention like, ooh, because because it, I don't know if it was a play to to get get a minus point or what it was. I don't know if it really did hit, but if it really did hit, it definitely narrowed his stance. He grimaced and let uh, he relaxed for a bit, and Bo Nickel capitalized on it and took him down. The the position that he lost in was gained because of that groin strike. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I know I, I felt the same when, especially when it happened on the TV, right? Like I was, I was thinking, how come the ref didn't even? Normally, the ref will at least investigate, even if they miss the low blow. If they see the fighter's reaction, they normally give them the benefit of the doubt because the fighter's not going to really call that reaction. But um, yeah, it was, it was and it, because it literally changed the whole thing in the fight, right? Jamie Pickett got taken yeah, straight it down. Changed the whole, it changed the whole position of fight, and mm. you know, like 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 you, I was kind of like. Whoa, the ref didn't say anything. He's not going to even pause it. Yeah. And then I saw him get into a bad position. I thought, okay, now it's too late for the ref to jump in so late. And that, you know, that didn't definitely blow me. I mean, that didn't necessarily blow me away. It was kind of like, mm, that's weird. Or mm. maybe the ref decided that it, was, it wasn't it was a growing strike, regardless if he made a grimace or not. Um, maybe the ref felt that, you know, he didn't make the call right away. He couldn't make it now. It's too late. But what blew me away was no one on the commentating team said anything about it. During yeah. the replay, during the fight, at the end of the fight, nobody. And I was saying to myself, I'm sitting there at the TV thinking, am I fucking blind? Or did I just see a, something? Did I just hallucinate something? Yeah. It's because I think so often the commentators don't see something the first time. But when you, they, they see the replay and they're like, oh, that happened. And it was just so weird that they went silent on that low blow. Yeah, and you know the, the thing that makes it real skeptical is 
he was actually doing a good job staying away from the takedown. He had a good base and a good stance. You know, he he had it where Bonico couldn't get in low and, and, and get leverage to take him down. And that growing shot, he narrowed his stance. He grimaced. He relaxed. He got thrown. It's like that, that knee alone changed the whole movement of the fight. Yeah. And for nobody to say anything or even comment on it during the replay, anything during the whole event. Yeah, I the think only he... time it came out was when on Twitter and on social media after people saying, "What the hell just happened?" Yeah, I, I don't think but anyone see, had about but it. There's a, the curve, there's, there's a curveball to that where Pickett didn't even complain about it. I, I he looked like he kind of wanted to say something though, like when the. He, I'm not because he was kind of like, uh, I think when they announced winners, he was like that sort of thing. And I, so I, I don't know. I'm just maybe well, the, well, the, well, when, he, when it first happened, looked like he was appealing it, but but I don't know. For me, it felt like if it really was something that hurt him and changed his balance and everything, I think he would have been more persistent on it. But if he if he tried to just possum play possum to get you know maybe a possible point deduction on the next one. That's a possibility because for him to just have not even argued it or, or gave it, or just gave up on it. Maybe he, he was like, Oh shit. They did. They, they could maybe the replay shows that it didn't really hit my nuts. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the interviews after the event. I think someone well, did he came bring back it. and he's, he announced that he's protesting it now. Oh, really? Wow. There you go. But that's after he saw the video. So I'm wondering, yeah. you know, why that things, in, you know, there's so much stuff. And that's, but that's beside the point. I mean, the fact that the commenting team didn't say anything still doesn't change that. Yeah, super weird. Just because it was like so obvious in the replay. You see him go. <laughs> like that. And like... I was, I'm, I'm almost thinking that, you know, how there's all the rumors about how the UFC can control the media, the UFC, um, doesn't allow the commentators to say the word Bellator or any other mm -hmm. event. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if they went a, a step and beyond and told them not to talk any bad things about Bonico because he's their next hype train. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't I'm, know. I'm just uh, making guesses, but it was just way too weird that no one in the commentating team said anything about the groin shot. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, not mentioning a promotion is one thing, but that's like a way, a step too far to not call the action, right? So hopefully it's just... Yeah, what really it. got me by surprise was Joe Rogan always calls it like it is no matter what. Yeah. Joe Rogan don't give a fuck. Yeah. But man, maybe he did. I don't know. I was I was pretty blown away by that. I, I was almost a little upset watching the TV saying, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, same, same. Um, but yeah, so before that, I was sort of saying about how Nungan has been like a raise to some weird, sometimes there's been a couple of weird instances of stuff going on in the UFC lately. It's a bit, we should look into it. <laughs> it's always been that way, man. Everything has been that way, man. There's, yeah. all, there's all these little, uh, you know, conspiracy theory people talking, you know, Mark Hunt goes off on them all the time, you know. Mark Hunt does go off on them. I mean, that he had a post of a picture of John Jones just cheating rat and he i mean he called <laughs> every name in the book con everything man. Like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. mark just tells it how it is i guess but um, exactly how he feels man you gotta yeah, love that I mean, he's, 
still pissed about that whole Lesnar fight, right? The fact that oh yeah, I don't I don't blame him too. But again, that's another like shady thing, right? Sometimes if you've got the star level, you can get away with. Hey ho. Um. So moving on in the heavyweight, they're talking about John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. Are you excited about that fight? Well, yeah. Well, uh, for me, John Jones fighting in the heavyweights period is just a very new look, and I'd like to see how he does with all the different heavyweights. Steep is, a, I think, a, a better complete package than a Cyr- Gan. Mm-hmm. So I think he's smarter. He's uh, He has more tools, and he creates a little bit more danger, I think. I believe Steep is a, a much well-rounded fighter, so... I mean, that's something I definitely do want to see. I mean, with that said, I'd also want would like to see him fight Derek Lewis, um, Curtis Blades, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's I so it. many people that I want to I would want to see John Jones fight. Is that Russian dude Pavlich that hits like an absolute trap? That guy would I think that's gonna be the next big danger, man. That's the one they should I mean, I I the with the meal check is like he hasn't fought in ages. His last fight was the loss to Unganu. I don't know why it has to be the next fight. I'm not feeling it as like a. There's so many people that have earned it more than Miocic, and people will say like, "Oh, his resume, this and that," but just not feeling that fight. You know, it's not the one I. I, I want to see. I like you. I want to see Jones and heavyweight. If we get it sooner, great. I want to see that. But the Miocic one is. I don't think that's a big enough test. Um, not right now. I feel like Miocic she needs another win before he gets that title shot. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, co-main event, uh, Alexa Grazo beats Valentina Shevchenko. Unbelievable. I would have never guessed it on my wildest dreams. I mean, you'd never bet against Shevchenko, you know? I was... I I picked Shevchenko in the end, but I was really torn about it because I remember when Alexa Grazo first came over from Invicta, she had such hype. Everyone said, like, she's going to be the future champion. And then I think the hype train kind of slowed down a little bit. But then if you remember Shevchenko's last fight, it was kind of like uh, you could see there was some chinks in the armor. And in that first round, man, I was like, whoa, okay, okay. <laughs> like standing, Alexa Grazo looks like she's got the edge. Well, you know what's real interesting is, you know, you have these uh, many, many champions that seem untouchable until they lose. Like Max Holloway, Jose Aldo, um, Anthony Perez, Dos Anjos. You know, they're all seemed untouchable. They're like, they're like running the divisions that they were in. And the moment they lost, all of a sudden they couldn't win. And I'm thinking, I wonder, we're wondering, I'm wondering if Valentina's last fight, I, I mean, I think that could have easily, I thought she didn't win that fight. So, I mean, whether she got the W or the L, it didn't matter. I think inside she knew that she's, I think maybe she realized that she's not as invincible as she thought. And maybe that last fight that she had, although it was a win, maybe that could act as a loss to like, you know, when Jose Aldo just lost and Anthony Pettis first lost, you know, maybe, maybe that that's what happened. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. She looks so human. That's so why I couldn't believe it. I mean, yeah. not taking anything away from Alexa Grasso. Her hands look really sharp. Yeah, yeah, definitely right. And then the fact that the finish came from Shevchenko throwing that spinning kick, but Grazo just jumping on it 
Wow. It's cool that they said that she trained for that. So they actually, tra- that was part of the strategy that they knew, they anticipated she was going to throw the spinning, spinning kicks. And that. And she they, did. She, I think she, she, bought, she threw about three or four of them before that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's cool to see, see something to pay off in training, right? But, um, but yeah, it was funny when she first tapped because of the camera. I was like, did she tap? Like, is this going to be a controversial finish? And then they on the replay, they showed like there was, a, was a, like a proper tap, but. Yeah, quite, you know, uh, you know the thing though, they, they say that the tap has to be three or more times. She tapped right. twice. Ooh, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I mean now there was no question she was tapping, but still that could easily have been a controversy if if she tried to play that game, you know. Yeah. She might still, you never know, right? Like you might I was, tomorrow. I was, like... I was the mo- most of, the most what I was actually most surprised about is that the fact that she tapped. Really, yeah. Yeah, I thought she'd go out, go out on the shield and go to sleep, man. You know, I, I mean, she's like that cold-hearted Russian, that killer, you know, that mm-hmm. almost like a serial killer has this real stoic demeanor about her that you would think that she would be willing to, you know, go to sleep, you know. But yeah. the, she tapped out. I mean, I believe that when people tap, it doesn't show weakness. What it shows is that you've been mentally broken. Because for you to switch your mindset on getting out of what you're in to, oh shit, I got to tap before I go to sleep is a whole process of where the mental toughness breaks. Mm-hmm. And your, your, your mindset is totally not focused on the mission at hand, but more focused on the situation that you're in. And that surprised me. I thought she was a lot more um, you know, strong-minded, strong-hearted. I thought that she would be able to overcome that, but man, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean it's because uh, of the demeanor she plays. Did you did you see that she was in Japan like before this fight? Yeah, I didn't even know that, but I I saw that on the the embedded that she was actually in Japan. I was like, wow, cool. They were saying it's the Japanese MMA Chris. <laughs> Oh shit! I was thinking that. I was thinking, damn, maybe she won't. She might not come back to Japan to train anymore. Damn, because there's always that thing about Japanese fighters coming over to the U.S. and something goes wrong in the fights and that. And it's like she went to train and then she gets a loss. Yeah, all so. the Japanese fighters never did except Horiguchi. They've never yeah. done really well in in the big the Bellator or the UFCs. You know, even he recently got knocked out though in Bellator. So you yeah, remember he had yeah. that. Uh, what's his name? Sergio Pes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of weird that, that she goes and trains there, and then wow, <laughs> I'm sure it has nothing to do with it. It's just coincidence, but it's still quite funny that that, that happened. But um, yeah, I don't know. Would you want to see an immediate rematch? I don't know because I don't know. I don't know if Grasso could actually do it again. Oh, yeah, because I, I. I felt Russell was actually getting tired. Savenko had a good game plan of taking her down and wearing her out. And I, I, I thought Savenko was up two to two, two rounds to one. I thought Russell won the yeah. won the first. Yeah. And Savenko won the next two. So she was actually, you know, I thought maybe she was gonna if she didn't finish the choke. I think she would have. It would have been two-two, and the fifth round would have been the deciding round. But I, I thought that 
Grasso was slowing down and tiring mm-hmm. a lot more than Shevchenko was. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. I had the same scorecard. It was kind of. It seemed like Shevchenko was going to sort of run away with it at the end, but just the fact that she capitalized on it. But yeah, yeah I don't you know. You know, the whole division was pretty much at a standstill because nobody could even challenge Shevchenko. So I, I almost feel like I'd love to see, you know, Grasso hold it for a bit, and and you know, there's going to be a lot more interesting fights now. So yeah. all the people that fought Shevchenko and had, didn't have a chance. Let's have him fight Grasso now. And I, I'm just think, afraid that Shabenko's going to come in, correct her mistakes, like she probably will, and she'll beat Grasso, and then it'll be back at that, oh, there's no competition for Shabenko now, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen this once before, right, with uh, Amanda Nunes. The same, yeah. same thing happened, right? She lost to Juliana Pena, and then she came back. Yeah. And uh, yeah, when was that fight? Let's look it up now. Yeah, yeah, she won the decision right back in July. So she like yeah, she had that big surprise loss to Juana Pena. They do an immediate rematch, and then Nunes wins again. So it's like back to that whole cycle. So maybe that's why because they asked Dana, "Do you want to do that rematch?" And he was like, he didn't seem that committed to it, which I was surprised because normally when they're big champions, they say, "Yeah, well." They've earned it. They did the rematch. So I was like, oh, okay. So, um, but I do, I do think she's earned it. Like to, to have defended the belt as many times as she did. So I feel like they should, like, that's one where I think, yeah, immediate rematch. Unlike it, it, it's just such a, it's such a weird thing. It's so inconsistent. Yeah. Because you got a lot of people that should be getting immediate rematch, but don't get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody like Cyborg, you know, she didn't get a rematch on Nunes, which is, I thought was crazy. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's it's that star power. Again, it's that star power. It's that uh, the one who has that pull in the company, the one that will bring numbers, that'll bring peer-per-view buys. Mm-hmm. And I think if Dana feels like the rematch will bring peer-per-view buys, it'll happen. Yeah. Yeah, I think it will. Maybe, maybe we'll see it. Who knows? But, yeah, no, it was an exciting fight. But, yeah, the, the fight before that, Rachmanov, Versus Jeff Neal. Kind of touched on it before, man, but I just so I'm every time I watch Rachmana fight, I'm so impressed because he's just he can just eat the shots and the way he throws these 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 punches as well. They just like like if I have some of the most scariest fighters I think right now in the UFC, he's gotta be like up there, regardless of weight class. Yeah, he's good. And he has that cold demeanor that like he don't care if he gets hurt. You know, kind of thing. Yeah, literally. Like the the fact that the we said before, like the the mouth guard, the gum shield was just out for what, like three four minutes. He didn't care. <laughs> He's just still going for it. He didn't care how many like teeth he could lose. Like uh, most fighters these days will sort of stop, like be like or say something to the ref because Herb didn't spot yeah. it. Right, Herb didn't see it for like uh, a good couple of minutes. So, um, what would you like to see next for him? I don't know who's in his division. So he called out Colby Covington, um, which could be an interesting fight. The the dream fight I think people are talking about is one day will we get Rachmanov versus Chimaev because you've got a similar sort of like, these are two tough guys. What does that fight look like? I think that's, that's almost like a, a dream fight in the future, I think, if these guys keep on winning. Um, 
who else you got? You got Burns, Masvidal. They're I think they're booked to fight, but um Wow, that's a pretty killer division, man. Yeah, Usman versus Edwards is happening this month as well. So we'll get a you know clear cut winner, hopefully, in that trilogy. So it's exciting, man. He's uh he's 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 the one to watch, I think, in World War. He has been for a while, and I think this one had more eyeballs on his performance. So uh see what happens next. Oh, you know what fight also that I really was uh, impressed with and I was just, I was kind of looking forward to watching is uh, Ribas. Oh, Amanda Ribas. Yeah, she did good, man. She's, really? Because uh, I think, who did she fight now? Um, Arazo? I can't pronounce her name. But she's supposed <laughs> to she black belt and supposed to have real good striking, yeah, but Ribas was uh, checking her big time with the striking and then you know, she she ends up finishing the fight, which was pretty impressive. And I, I, you know, I like her because she's such a, a pure soul, and you know, she's geeking out at when she first went to the UFC, geeking out at all the other UFC fighters. Yeah, I mean, she's such a clean soul. I mean, almost like uh, Cyril Gan. They're such good people that you kind of want them to win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, that was a good win. I, I was kind of happy. And, you know, the funny thing is, I actually, I actually put we, me and Sarah put some money on uh, Grasso. No, really, nice. That's a, a good. Yeah, way I, I, we 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 talked about it. And I told Sarah, "There's no, it's just like a donation of money, man. There's no way um, she's gonna have a chance." And Sarah was like, "What do we just put fifty bucks?" Well, so, yeah, so I think we we ended up cashing out like three hundred something on that. Just, just you know, nice. just make it a little little more exciting. Yeah, I heard them say on the commentary for Graza to win by submission was twenty five to one. So, Whew. that's Jesus. really good odds. But yeah, the, yeah, MMA is such a hard one to bet on sometimes because there's just so many ways to lose. It's like. Uh, but it's funny that you're still picking Shevchenko in the rematch, even though even though Grazo just won you like three hundred dollars. Well, I I just saw a lot of chinks. I mean, she she did the right. She got a good thing, took the back, got to choke him. But the 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 back take was very uh, almost like had everything had to fall into place for that spinning back kick to miss and her to get the back so fast. Yeah. So does to for her to actually get the back on technique is that possible? She was tiring in the fight. She did catch Shevchenko, but she was tiring. I thought uh, Southpaw um, threw Shevchenko off where she couldn't use a lot of her middle kicks. I don't think she was ready for a Southpaw when Grosso kept switching to the Southpaw. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things that um, Valentina wasn't ready for. And the still with that fact that she was taking Grosso down anytime she wanted to pretty almost not not that bad but yeah she's taking Grosso down pretty easily and I saw Grosso slowing down I mean I I just I mean thinking yeah, of yeah. Uh, Valentina working more with a southpaw yeah you know, she's a the striking is to say the same you know being more careful about getting her back taken yeah I think Valentina's got a really high fight IQ, right? She's like faced everyone, so she she knows like how to make those adjustments. So uh, see what happens if they do a rematch. Uh, 
Uh, you might change your pick close to the time, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, anything noteworthy on the prelims? I haven't seen them yet. I heard Ian Gary had quite a good performance. I, heard I thought Cody Garbrandt looked really well. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. I was super happy to see him doing. He looked really sharp. But, you know, I, the other thing is, you know, Jones, um, he, what's his name? That's his name, Trevor Jones? Uh, What, who fought? Cody um, Garbrandt's opponent. Yeah, yeah. His name was Jones. He's from Guam. Yeah, but, Trevor Jones. Yeah. Damn, that guy is, that guy has such heavy hands. He's fast. You know, they, they say they say there's a saying in basketball that you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And and I felt like he just wouldn't let his hands go. Even his corner was in there telling him, let your hands go, let your hands go. And he just wouldn't let his hands go. It was it was the most frustrating thing, you know. But right. yeah, I thought some... Cody looked well, really good, though. Yeah, it looked like some good good stuff on the prelims i need to go back and check some of those some of those out because there's some definitely some like potential big stars um that, that won their matches um i saw you got a you got a call out from mr rogan himself yeah about, yeah he actually mentioned yeah. me again it was pretty cool yeah it was fine people i saw people joking about the way he said your name <laughs> what did he say in a way he was just like in a way or something like that. Just the way he said it was quite like, you know, you know that that's the proper the proper pronunciation is like saying e and saying no way. So oh, in really? a way, in a way, in a way. Yeah, and the 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 accent goes on the no in a way. Right. He does it on the e in a way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's just like a real minor issue, and you know what. Playing racquetball in the states, I had I our name had got hacked way worse. I mean, I it, some people just uh, the Americans just couldn't understand so many vowels in a row, so they changed the U to a V. <laughs> so at times we were called Inove, Inove. <laughs> and sometimes they put made the O all of a sudden grow a little tail and turn to a Q, and we're sometimes called In Inku. <laughs> so nice. um, I personally think Joe's doing pretty good you know I think his yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice it uh, I mean in a way he says it like that but it's it's so proper and I didn't even think anything until someone said something about it I was like oh shit that's right it's a, the, the accent is on the wrong syllable yeah and I saw but someone yeah, else cool, though, to be called out I mean to be yeah. giving a little love from uh, Joe Rogan again and uh, the funny thing that I thought was the way Cormier reacted. I'm wondering if he even knows who I am. Yeah, that's why I, I saw some in the comments. I think say the same thing. Like, I wonder if DC knows who he is. Because uh, if he knew who I was, I think he would have said something. Like, yeah, how can you not know Anthony? You know, you know. But yeah, he yeah. he just kind of went on like, oh yeah, they don't watch MMA. You know, it's like, do you? <laughs> and no one else chimed in. Megan, Olivia, uh, I... Anik. No one else chimed in. I'm thinking, shit. I mean, it's a long time ago. Nothing, nothing bad on them. I think it just shows how, how, how much of an expert and a, you know, historian Joe is in MMA. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I love that about Joe that he'll like bring 
stuff back from like 99 or 2000s or it would just randomly throw in like a pride reference or something like that which is really cool like it needs to happen right otherwise this stuff is gonna disappear like it's people like joe that actually keep it alive the memories live on do you know what i mean yeah so it'd be good to see like more of some of the commentators talk about that sort of stuff i saw i saw laura sanko mention magumi fuji once and i was like whoa did you do you know who magumi fuji is i was like i was impressed because that's you know, I, I didn't know how much of a fat, but I think she's she knows the stuff, I think. I think I think Cormier also does that, but I think his one his history doesn't go as in depth as Joe does. Right. Yeah. But you think a lot of people kind of became fans two thousand five with the the whole Ultimate Fighter. That's kind of a lot where a lot of people's sort of timeline begins. Um whereas a lot of the hardcore fans, a lot of the fans that watch this podcast, right? It starts from 93 or wherever or they've started a later date and then gone back and watched it and studied it and so yeah so it's just kind of dependent on your approach but yeah yeah but yeah that was that did make me laugh when i had dc's reaction like oh man they don't watch the fights I was like, you know the funny <laughs> thing is i didn't even know he did that i was watching the fight but i was you know i was making a big campfire so i'd go in and out making campfire feeding my fish and I just sat down, was watching the fights. I was actually watching that fight, and someone actually tweeted and oh, sent me like some message on Instagram saying that holy, could get some love from Joe. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. What fight? Uh, what round? Yeah, yeah. Let me hear my. And I went and looked it up and screen recorded it and posted it on my social media. Yeah, oh, those jokes, those good times. Um, yeah, so pretty pretty fun UFC event. I thought. I thought overall, I thought it was a really fun card. Like, you know, it definitely delivered in terms of the fights. You know, we had like really good fight of the year candidate. We also had the. I still, I still can't be, to believe that Valentino lost. It just be happy with that payday. <laughs> How much did you get paid? No, your payday. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'd be chuffed anyway. Um, just a quick note, just other MMA note. Ryzen Landmark 5. Woo! It's obviously Yoshi's fighting on that card, but that card looks great. That is going to be a fun card. It is a good good card, and, and I think uh, Yoshi and Rookie is going to be a hell of a fight, man. I mean, I don't think any of, either of them has an easy win, way easy strategy to beat each other. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's pretty much a toss-up, I think. You know, Rocky's a tough son of a bitch. You know, Rocky can take shots. Rosie, Rocky's a, the type of guy that will go to war. Yeah. Shoshi has, I think, Shoshi's more athletic, more movement. But I think if it goes into the grind, I think Rocky will have that, that, that perseverance to pull through. I don't know. <laughs> it's going to be a pretty crazy fight. We're we're trying to prep for it now, but yeah. I, I, all I know is I'm I'm letting Shoshi know that you're going to be in for a fucking hell of a fight. So yeah. let's train hard and uh, see what happens. Go go do as best you can. You know, I mean, Roki is actually a student of one of my students over in Guam, and, right? Yeah. So it's it's it was like a shitty. Uh, you know, when when they mentioned rookie to me, I was straight up like, no, that that can't happen. And 
you know, two things happened after that happened was Shoshi expressed the desire to fight Rookie. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't want to do that because I didn't think Rookie was a good fight for him right now. You know, I mm. I thought that the style that Rookie had was a hard style for Shoshi, especially how tough Rookie is. Yeah. So I I didn't really want that, but he wanted it. The promotion wanted it. And what actually brought me over the edge was I reached out to Melker, our rookie's uh, trainer, mentioned it to him, and um, he he actually I think what I felt from them was that it's such a huge opportunity for rookie. And if I asked, you know, if I told them no, we we sh- we shouldn't be doing this because we're almost like on the same team. I'd be taking a lot away from Rookie. You know, it's a big chance for him to play in Japan again, right after right. getting leaving the UFC. You know, and I, I was that was a big part of my decision that I, I don't like the whole idea about it. But you know, Rookie's a sportsman, Sushi's a sportsman. It's they're not like in my mindset like kill or be killed. They're more sporty. They're this new generation. A big opportunity for uh, Rookie. The promotion wanted it. Sushi wanted it. Me and Mulker were good with it. We said, oh, we're going to be cool looking at each other across the ring, you know. So, I mean, I felt like the only thing that was holding up was my old school belief that I'm going to try and kill you and I can't kill a friend, you know. Mm. And I I think I just got to soften my head and, you know, think, broaden my my thoughts and say, you know what, Hans, you're not, you're not in that old school days. You're, this is the new school. And you have teammates fighting each other sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm excited to see that fight. I hope there's a handshake this time. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, especially given what, everything you just said. Well, um, I hope Rookie doesn't try to shake his hand because I don't want to see Shoshi not shake his hand. Yeah, that would suck. So That would suck. That would suck. Uh, yeah, I mean, they went in a different direction. I thought they were going to give him... Kaliu, the guy that his brother lost to, um, which I thought kind of made sense. Maybe, I don't know, see where the guy's at in terms of level. But yeah, I'm excited. Well, to... I, I think I think they wanted to give him that guy, but I think that the reason why they didn't was because he's lost to Shibisai. And mm-hmm. I think if Shoshi lost to him, I think his stock would have dropped. Yeah, true. You know, rookie sure. tough guy. He beat um, who did he beat? He beat that um, that American guy, a tough American guy. He beat that guy. He knocked out Shrek pretty good. He, yeah. I, I felt he beat Krokop before the cut, and he just came from the UFC. I mean, rookie's a huge name. Yeah, yeah. Losing the rookie won't drop Silsi's stock. It's a yeah. It's cool. It's cool to have him back in Ryzen for sure. Like I'm excited to see that. So. Uh, but yeah, the rest of the card looks awesome. So Kalio is actually fighting um, the guy who fought TK in his last in TK's last fight. You know the yeah, right guy. That's going to be exciting. Yeah. yeah. So so it's cool. More heavyweight fights on the card. We obviously got uh, Ren Hiromoto uh, versus Saito. Saito. Yep. And then Mikuru versus Ushiku. So yeah. And the bad blood between Mikuru and uh, Ren just keeps on going, right? They're setting so, that up for a big uh, baby year-end fight, maybe, huh? I hope so. I hope so. They they got to win the next two fights. I mean, they, if they both lose, you can still do that fight. But if one wins and the other one doesn't, it's a bit like, whoa, okay. 
Didn't so. they just announce Archuleta's fighting on the the April second card? Yeah, they haven't said his opponent, but apparently he's gonna be on the card. So, wow, cool. Yeah, I know. Lots of Ryzen's got lots of good stuff coming up this year. I think. There's, uh, I'm anticipating some Hawaii names in that too. I hope so. Nice. Hopefully so. But yeah, awesome. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap this one up? No, that's it. We got to do our trip to Thailand soon. So we got to get a books. We need more in-person content. The last one was so good. <laughs> I but just yeah. drove down Yakuza Road last night and we survived. Yeah, yeah, I saw the video. And I, it was even it was Sarah driving as well, right? I'm pretty She's sure the they gangster. saw the front. She's a real gangster. Yeah. <laughs> Took one look at Sarah and was like, nah, not today. <laughs> we, had, we had a couple stairs and Unfortunately, when after I turned off the video at the end of the street, there was a yakuza walking down and kind of, kind of like, I I, I want to say looked at us real weird. Kind of glad at you. Yeah. So when we walked down the street after we parked the car, I thought we we're gonna he was gonna we we're gonna see him, but we didn't. So uneventful drive down the yakuza road. Just a quiet little drive. Hey, her. Well, we'll, next time I'm in Japan, I'll do it and we'll see what happens. (laughs) And I'll stand, I'll wait up the street and see what happens. Yeah, you don't even get in the car. That'd be be even more exciting. You'd be that stupid foreigner driving down the wrong road. Yeah. (laughs) If you guys did not see that episode, make sure you check it out because it was a good fun time uh, with the former Yakuza member. So check it out. And uh, yeah, we'll be back again soon. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for coming, everybody. Okay, UFC 25 is in the books. John Jones is back. We have a new champion in Alexa Grosso. Bo Nichols' hype is still real. Thank you for watching. Subscribe, uh, share, and stay safe, and have a good day.